Well, welcome to day five of week nine of our look through First and Second Samuel. Chapter 23 we're going to look at today. This significantly is the end of our look at First and Second Samuel. So congratulations. You have made it to the end of the study of these two Old Testament books. Not always an easy study. There's some things to wade through in this study. But there's also great inspiration from God about our lives. And we've seen, as we've walked through this study, a focus on four particular men, Samuel and Saul and Jonathan and David. Samuel, the man with an open heart. Saul, the man with a troubled heart. Jonathan, the man with a divided heart. And David, the man after God's own heart. And from Samuel, the man with an open heart, we've learned, we've learned from a man who experienced God's call and then helped others, helped us even, as we've walked through this to experience that call in our lives. From Saul, the man with a troubled heart, we've learned... We've learned from a man whose fear caused him to trust himself instead of trusting God, how dangerous fear can be in our lives, how dangerous allowing inferiority to rule can be in our lives. From Jonathan, the man with a divided heart, we've learned from a man who some people might have called his life on this world a tragedy, but the truth of the matter is he's a great success because he's a man who never gave up. He never gave up fighting, never gave up loving, never gave up dreaming. I want to be that kind of man. And then we've learned from David the man after God's own heart. And we've learned, we've learned about faith and humility and compassion and worship. This week, we're learning about worship. And you see the heart of worship that David had in these verses we're going to look at today. In chapter 23, beginning in verse 1, we get a rare peek into David's life. Not often do you get to hear the final words of somebody's life. And many times, you're so weak, you don't have the strength to say them. And even if you do say them, nobody has the time to write them down. But David's last words are recorded for us. Beginning in verse 1 of chapter 23, these are the last words of David. The oracle of David, son of Jesse, the oracle of the man exalted by the Most High, the man anointed by the God of Jacob, Israel's singer of songs. The Spirit of the Lord spoke through me. His word was on my tongue. The God of Israel spoke. The rock of Israel said to me, when one rules over men in righteousness, he rules in the fear of God. He's like the light of morning at sunrise on a cloudless morning, like the brightness after rain that brings the grass from the earth. Is not my house right with God? Has he not made me an everlasting covenant arranged and secured in every part? Will he not bring to fruition my salvation and grant me my every desire? But evil men are all to be cast aside like thorns, which are not gathered with the hand. Whoever touches thorns uses a tool of iron or the shaft of a spear. They are burned up where they lie. So here's David. David, who's described in these verses as a man exalted by the Most High, a man anointed by the God of Jacob, Israel's singer of songs. And here's David talking in these verses about where you and I find affirmation and assurance as we face the end. He's talking about the end of life. It could be the end of a ministry. It could be the end of a season in your life. Where do you look for affirmation and assurance as you face the end? Now, David, in typical form, he gives us this affirmation and assurance, and then he says, oh, by the way, God, put down all my enemies. He was a man who was a warrior to the end. He faced enemies to the end. But I want to focus on these three things that David looked to in these last words that were, for him, in the end, a place of affirmation a place of assurance. Where are you going to look in the end, at the end of a ministry? Where are you going to look at the end of your life, at the end of a season of raising kids, at the end at the end of whatever you're facing of a business career or being in a company? or Where are you going to look for affirmation? Where are you going to look for assurance? David looked to three things. First, he looked to the words 
that God had spoken through him. And to him, by the way, he looked to the words that God had spoken through him. One of the places that you look for affirmation, assurance in your life is by asking yourself the question, what is the communication that God wants to make through my life? How does God's spirit want to speak to others through my life? And when you come to the end of anything, you look back and you say, how did God use me to encourage someone? How did God use me to bring someone into his presence? How did God use me to help someone to understand the love that he has for them? Maybe it was a single word. Maybe it was a teaching that you gave or an entire sermon. Usually it's just a sentence, the right time and the right place to help people to wake up to the light of God in their lives. If you can't think of anything right away, you're like a lot of us. These affirmations don't come to our minds easily, but ask God to bring them to mind. God, would you bring to my mind those times when your spirit spoke through me? That's a place of affirmation. A second place of affirmation that David talks about in these verses is he talks about the actions that he'd taken out of his fear of the Lord. Now, remember, the fear of the Lord is not being afraid of God. It's having this deep, awe-filled respect for God, for who God is, his presence, his character. And because of who God is, David says, this is what I did. He talks about his leadership because he was a leader. And he says, somebody who leads out of fear of the Lord, they're like, they're like a bright day. They're like the sunshine after the rain that makes things grow. And God, that happened in my life. Because I feared you, this is what I did, and this is what happened. So how about your life? Where have people been caused to grow? Maybe somebody in your own family. Maybe somebody at a place of work. Maybe somebody at a school. Because if your respect for God, your love for God, you spoke up, you showed up, you acted in love, you acted in compassion. When no one else cared, you cared. That's a place of brightness in your life. That's a place of affirmation in your life. And David looked back to those places. At the end of life, he didn't look back to all the battles that he had won. He didn't look back to all the trophies he might have had on his wall. Look at all those swords that I have won from all of my enemies. He didn't even look to the place of Jerusalem, his greatest dream, the city of David. He looked at the fact that he'd feared God and he'd acted on that fear and God had worked in his life through that. But then third, and maybe most significantly, where do you look for affirmation? You look at God's promise. David looked at the promise that God had made to him. And did you notice as I read through that, the phrase he used, he says, God is an everlasting covenant arranged and secured in every part. God did the arranging, God did the securing, and it's God's everlasting covenant. And because of that, David says, I have a house that's made right with God. Because of that, David says, I have a salvation that's been brought to fruition. Well, when you and I look at the promise that's been made to us in Jesus Christ, it is an everlasting covenant, arranged and secured in every part. For God so loved the world that he gave, he gave his only begotten son. God arranged it. God arranged it that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life secured in every part. When you come to the end of something, sometimes it's difficult to find the affirmation that you want to in the words you've spoken or the actions you've taken. We forget the words, we forget the actions. But I'm telling you, if we have nothing else, we have the promise of God. And you look at that promise that God has put into your life, it is secure no matter what. And that's what you hang on to. 
When Satan tries to bring a moment of doubt about what you did or what you didn't do, what your life stood for or what your life didn't stand for, you stand on the promise of God. You stand on that everlasting covenant that God has made for us in Jesus Christ, arranged and secured in every part. God has made your life to demonstrate his faithfulness. And the greatest way we demonstrate it is because we're saved, because our salvation has been brought to fruition because of what Jesus did for us. And so David, at the end, what does he look to? He looks to the spirit of the Lord, the fear of the Lord, and the promise of the Lord. And he says, that's where I find my security. That's where I find my affirmation. Let's find it together right now in him. Let's talk to the Lord together. Lord, as we come to the end of this study of First and Second Samuel, we end it by looking at David's last words. We want to have that kind of heart. Lord, looking to you for affirmation, not some... Not some honor that men, women, clubs, countries would give to us, but you. And so we look to your words spoken by your spirit. We look to faithful actions that come out of our love for you and our respect for you, God. And we look, we look to your promise that on the cross of Jesus Christ was arranged, was secured at every point, in every place, in every part. And God, we know we can stand there, and we do stand there right now in this place of security, thanking you for who you are. Let us carry that into our lives today, the security that we have in our relationship with you, knowing that in one way, we come to these end points in life, but in another way, there is never an end because we have an eternal life in you. And so we thank you for that. We praise you for that in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, thank you. I am grateful that you joined us for this study of First and Second Samuel. And I want to invite you to join us. Come back next week for our continuing study in Drive Time Devotions. You can just keep up with our week-to-week study. Or you can go to drivetimedevotions.com and pick from almost any of the books of the New Testament, many of the books of the Old Testament, and just uh, pick the book that God wants to speak to your life through right now and begin to listen to it. Let God speak to your life. I am so grateful for you. I'm grateful for your love for God's Word that you spent this time together in learning God's word and living it out in your life. That's what I want to do. That's what I want you to do. And I'm grateful that you have that heart for God. I'll see you for our next study in Drive Time Devotions. <music>